guys and welcome to another episode of the guna for life it's your boy jamzy on the mic and in today's episode guys it's another miserable episode unfortunately we're going to be talking about arsenal's humiliating thrashing to liverpool arsenal lost 4-0 yesterday and there were so many questions to be asked some of the questions that i want to ask especially is the team selection the tactics and what this means for Arsenal guys stay tuned we'll be right back welcome back guys i hope you've enjoyed your bank holiday compared to our weekend unfortunately us Arsenal fans are getting used to miserable weekends. Um, we were thrashed, humiliated. We were made the laughing stock of the internet yesterday as Arsenal were put to the sword and were humiliated by Liverpool at Anfield. Liverpool put in a great display and a ferocious display to send a statement to the rest of the league to say that they are no joking about. But we expected that from Liverpool and Arsenal should have expected that from Liverpool. But Arsenal went to Anfield as always, not realising they've conceded, you know, almost, I don't know, about seven goals the last two games. They've um, actually been six goals, I think, the last two games they went to the um, Anfield. So they're not going there to sharp shop. They've going there. What Arsenal do best is to concede goals and to uh, lose against the top six. Um, I was watching on match of the day yesterday. Um, I saw the record of Arsenal's against the top six away record. Arsenal have only won once twice. Um, from what I remember, those two victories came from at Stamford Bridge um, when the Judas Van Persie got a hat-trick and the uh, other victory came from when Arsenal put in a um, a professional performance at the Etihad where they came back as 2-0 winners on that day where I think Giroud got the header and Santi Cazorla dispatched the penalty. And since then, Arsenal have conceded 54 goals. I think they've scored 24 and they've only won, they've only won twice, which is an absolutely shocking you know, record against that top six. Like, it's, it's crazy. I'm sure Arsenal sits down and wonders like to himself, how is my team the way they are today like how did they get to this position how do we get to a situation where my players don't look like at times they care like as soon as the plan they went into went out of the window none of them not even the manager got off his bench because surely once he realized liverpool were playing a a deep line surely Wenger should have said to himself oh you know what let them try to attack us let them try to let's get them to come out they're at home they should have the upper hand they should be the one that that's on the front foot but it's instead we end up conceding the goal 
Liverpool went even more tactical after we conceded the goal. They knew Arsenal were going to throw bodies and Arsenal did as always. Um, Xhaka and Ramsey at times, the two midfielders that were meant to be together, you think, you know, they should be within at least five yards to six yards apart from each other the most throughout the game. Um, then we've got one on the right hand side talking to the bench and trying to get a message to the bench and we've got Ox who's on the right hand side also who's trying to talk to Ramsey like it it's so mind-boggling to what they were trying to do and what they were trying to achieve because you don't go to Anfield with that attitude with that lackluster performance and expect a a result it's almost an insult to to the Arsenal fans, to Liverpool itself, because you know Liverpool, when it comes to playing against the top six, they're no joke. You know they're going to be well and up for it. Surely you should have said to your team, you guys, this team is always on point when they're facing the top six. We need to come with our number one game today. We need to come, no mistakes. But what did Arsenal do? the panic button and mistakes and mistakes uncertainty you know the uncertainty started from the beginning of the day when Wenger picked that team selection when Wenger put that team selection that team and said to the rest of his squad here's my squad everyone the fans and all the people that are watching that's my squad and I'm sure the fans the neutrals are wondering to themselves I don't understand this team selection. It don't make sense to me. Why on earth is your 50 million striker that scored 37 goals in all competition last season, I think 27, 28 in the league, one of the best, second best striker in the French league after Edson Cavani. Why you would put him on the bench for Danny Welbeck, for a guy that missed numerous occasions. And no, no offence to Danny, always gives his best when he goes past Arsenal. I can't fault him, he tries, do you understand? I can fault his quality, I don't think it's good enough to play for Arsenal. But I can't fault his effort, and his effort is always there, you understand? So, I'm not going to blame it on Danny, I'm going to blame it on the manager, whose job is to, to put out a squad that installs confidence throughout the whole squad. Now, if I'm an Arsenal player and I'm a centre-back, like let's say Koscielny, and I see, oh, Welbeck is playing ahead of Lacazette, that doesn't give me much hope. I'm going to be like, you know, straight away, I'm going to question my manager. In my mind, I might not question him, you know, face-to-face, but there will be, you know, questions coming into your head thinking to yourself, hey, like... Why is my guy playing Welbeck up front when we got deadly lethal guy that, you know, like the way he said, he doesn't normally take shots, but when he does, he normally scores. That's what Arsene Wenger's quote was, I think, in midweek. So then why don't you play him? Danny needs like four shots in order to get one goal. This guy, you're saying he he doesn't take shots, but when he does, you know it's a goal. Like, your own words, you're going against your own words. Only Arsenal and Arsenal Football Club can, can defy logic. Who do you think we should play up front? Like, who do you think we should play up front? Welbeck or Lacazette? I'm sure they would say Lacazette. Like, you don't need to have a football degree in order to know that. You understand? Now, I understand Arsenal's approach was, I'm going to stick with the same team that won me the FA Cup, um, which consists of 
Sanchez, Welbeck and Ozil. He thought to himself, I'm going to pick with that same team and I'm going to go with Xhaka and Ramsey in midfield. Although they had a stinker against Stoke, I'm going to go with them again. This time, again, I'm going to stick with Hector Bellerin as a left wing back when you have Said Kolasinic, who won Bundesliga Player of the Year ahead of Alaba, who came to Arsenal for a free transfer when apparently the likes of Chelsea and other teams were looking at him and were interested in him, but came to Arsenal and you decide to bench him. It's absolutely mind boggling. Kolasinic could have gave the security going forward and going back. Sanchez would have felt more reassured. But no, you put a guy that's, you know, looks so short on confidence like Hector Bellerin. If he's short of confidence, play him in his favourite position. Play him in his original position, where he's good at, where he's performed. Throughout academy, he made a name for himself. Why change? Why throw him out just to make Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain happy and you know he's about to leave? And why play a guy that just rejected a contract? Sanchez, I understand, because Sanchez is world-class. Alex ain't world-class. So you can always want an extra world-class young player. Alex Oxlade is not world-class. He's just a decent, good player. Liverpool want him. Whoever do want him, please be my guest. Because Arsenal have had far too long mediocre players. And Ox is one of those mediocre players. Theo Coughlin. Who else have we got in this squad that's so mediocre? Debussy. Callum Chambers, it was very average. You know, we need to get these players out of the Arsenal squad. There's so many more dead wood that needs to be replaced in order for Arsenal to pick the best squad. He needs to pick the best squad to install confidence into his players. They need to buy quality players to get rid of these dead wood so they can be light at the end of the tunnel. If we keep repeating the same mistakes and hoping for different results, it's absolutely, utterly madness. And Arsenal are millions and millions away from winning a Premier League title and even further a million, millions away from winning a Champions League. We're not even in the Champions League and I know people will be like, hey, what's this guy talking about? We're not even in the Champions League. We were in the Champions League for 20 years and we didn't do nothing. We didn't do nothing. Probably one out of that year we went to the final. But the rest, especially in the last 10 years, the rest was shocking. And I don't care what people say, oh, we had to face Barcelona, Bayern Munich. Do we not want to be at that level? So why shouldn't we compete at that level? In order for us to get to that level, we need to compete at that level and we need the players to compete at that level. And we will never do that with these Deadwood players. And we will never do that as long as Arsene continues to pick team selections that we as amateurs question. If an amateur questions a man that has vast amount of experience of years of years, surely you must be pondering to yourself, you know, hold on, you know. If the amateurs are questioning me, the pundits that are in that profession are questioning me. Everyone is questioning me on that on that precise thing. Surely everyone must be right. But no, Arsen doesn't see things like that. Arsen sees things how he wants to see. He sees things how he wants to evolve. Just like how he, uh, last season, when he made that commotion of the contract, he blamed it on, be like, oh, it was his fault. He should have signed the contract earlier, blah, blah, blah. That was his excuse. 
what's his excuse now? For me, um, there's no excuse. It looks like the players don't want to play for you. It looks like the players don't want to play for the club. It looks like the players that you've given so much hope and faith into continue to slap you back in the face. And it's sad. It's sad because I've seen him believe in these players. I've seen him stick up for these players. And over and over again, they've continued to let him down regardless of the situation. Arsenal Football Club are in actual turmoil. You know, people say, like, after the FA Cup, a lot of people must have been thinking, oh, everything's all right. It's far from all right. And until Arsenal address these problems, they will never get back to the position they were once were. And it's sad. It's sad to have to watch those Arsenal fans yesterday when the camera kept pointing towards them and watching their reaction was sad. Because I had the same reaction from where I was watching. Just looking at them, I'm thinking to myself, what really is sad is that the fact that they had to travel all the way to Anfield, travel to Liverpool, spent, I don't know how much money they spent to get there, how much petrol cost, how much train ticket, how much energy it took just to get there. And then for them to, to be given that as a performance, you know, Arsenal fans should demand a full refund because that's inexcusable to perform like that and to wear the badge at the same time. You know, it's an absolute disgrace what happened yesterday. Arsenal will continue to do the same thing if they don't wake up and realise that there's a problem that needs to be solved. You know, people can be like, oh, let's get the manager out. You know, I'm, I'm all up for that, to be honest. I think we need a fresh start. We need to press the reset button, definitely. I'm all up for that. Like Gary said, he put 11 of those players on, on the transfer market if it was possible. Um, but unfortunately, it's not possible. What we are doing is, what I've heard that's coming out of the Arsenal media and the media in general on social media, it looks like Oxlade Chamberlain's on his way out of Arsenal, is on the verge of joining Chelsea for... 35 million plus which is great news for arsenal if you want to take our dead wood be my guest you know some people will be like oh yeah you lost the talent no 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 what ox is it's a replica of fear walker in a few years time ox will be a fear walker you don't know if he can cross you don't know if he can shoot he fixed his crossing recently or recently but you don't know what he brings to the table and that's same with fear walker so it's good that we're selling him but the question is who's coming in our biggest question mark is our defense wenger will turn around and say oh i have callum chambers and holding monreal pierre and koshoni we will also be like no that's not good enough to win your league you know that you should know that because they haven't won your league if they were if it were good enough they would have won your league already because it looks like Mustafi is on his way out and Gabriel has been sold that we already know of. So Mustafi is leaving after a year, which looked like it was a panic buy. Also continue to tell people they don't do panic buys, but this is a prime example of a panic buy. They bought a guy they weren't sure about, saw what he's made of and said to him, you know what, we don't believe in you. You're not adjusting to the league properly. It's time to sell you on. <laughs> If only Wenger had that ruthlessness with Fia Walker, with Kieran Gibbs. Look, we all believed in them at some stage. I believed in Theo. I thought he was going to be a striker one day and said, oh, you know what? This guy has the, the ability to be a striker. But that was when he was young. You know, you could see that rawness. You can see that little bit of talent in him. You can see the speed. You can see, you can see all the good things. You can see the potential. 
But once you get to a certain age, and you hit 28, 29, the potential tends to go, you can't see the potential no more. Now it's, you're the final article, what have you got to show? Nothing. And this is what's kept Arsenal behind for a very long time. Mediocre players, Deadwood players that have been playing at the club for too long because Wenger is loyal to them um, and he thinks they're the way forward. But in reality, they are doing the same thing that Haleb, um, Fabregas, Adebayo, they're doing the same thing, right? Alex, Alex wants to leave, Theo demanded a um, contract a renewal he wanted more more money and we gave him that i don't know how we did it confuses me and it's still scratching my head to this day but that's a conversation for another day i'm gonna leave it on the international note where we're going into an international week arsenal need to collect themselves go back into the training ground reevaluate what they thought they were going to achieve and what their ambitions was and be more realistic. I would like to see a few players come in before the transfer window closes, but I don't think that will happen. Some of the players that I think I would like to see come in that can help us win a title, and I'm sure they can. I'm sure they will settle in very easily. Two of them are already Premier League players, Van Dijk and Riyad Mahrez. Uh, another one is the African Javi, plays for OG Nice, um, Jean-Michael Siri. I'm sure um, those that love their football in general will know about him. Those that don't, have a look him on YouTube and you'll see what kind of player he is. He's very intelligent on the ball. Whereas other players like Aaron himself, he's received the ball, take 10 touches, then pass the ball. Like we don't want that no more. We want Arsenal squad that, that had the likes of Vieira, Perez, Bergkamp, Gilberto, that had, you know, wingers running in, you know, to make space for the fullbacks to overlap. You had one touch going on and you had selfless players that were passing into the other path of uh, their teammates so they can have a tap in. This is what Arsenal needs to get back to, the basics, the basics of football. The basics of buying top quality players in order for you to compete at the highest level. And I really believe if we can bring in those four players, the likes of Van Dijk, Mares, Jean-Michael Siri and Steven Zonzi, I think altogether it might cost us quite a bit. We haven't spent no money in reality this season. We've spent four million. And if we can even take in at the outgoings and the ingoings. So, so... Investing in this only makes sense and will only ease the fans off Wenger until we choke again anyways. <laughs> Guys, we're done for the day. I've run out of energy. I'm done. I think I'm going to take a break of also The international break was very much needed at this precise moment. I wish you a great week. Um, you'll be hearing from me again sometime this week. I promise you that on another episode where we'll be talking about transfer deadline day and hoping that something does come in through the door or we'll be talking about what ifs and what hopes but till then thank you very much guys for tuning in peace out